Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, I let you bang I let you bang Greetings, Marys and Virgins. Go for Jesus! No for Jesus, people! Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the funniest man alive, Sean McCorkle. Who I think is in like a, a, I don't know if he's in a cave or like a Al Qaeda <laughs> terrorist cell or, or what's going on. Well, I'm in the cell, but not in a cave. No, I'm not, I told you, you know, I've got my shoulder so messed up. I got to be in weird positions to be comfortable. So I'm trying to lean off the bed here and keep pressure off my shoulder and back at the same time. It's a lot of fun. So, how do you keep your hot? fiance satisfied because you can't move uh you, you must have the biggest penis in the world because yeah, it's my uh it's mo- mostly my brendan Shaw jokes i think that keep her uh keep her interested because <laughs> they uh they never stop so i do have an awesome uh shop has been quick shop story for you what the fuck is going on with this light um Shab has created like five burner accounts on Twitter to talk shit to me. And then he agrees with each one, but each one has been created within the past three weeks and they only talk to each other. So they have like 35 and they like, they, everyone promotes his ticket or his tour or whatever, all at the same time. Like they literally will tweet all out at the same time. So he was arguing with me the other day at four 30 in the morning. I made like four 30 or I guess it would be like two 30 your guys time, four 30, my time or something. I made a Brendan Schaub joke within five minutes, all five accounts responded and were talking shit back to me. And I was like, yeah, those aren't Schaub burner accounts. You know what I, I mean? mean? Or whatever. I would tell you to who gives a shit, move on. You're so much better than this. You got so much talent, but I think there's a certain amount of joy. It's my uh, calling. I can't help it. It's my calling. By the way, you know, so- I'm not like Terry Silver either in the Karate Kid. I watched Karate Kid 2 the other day and realized I'm more like Sato, like for. <laughs> 50 years, he went out every day and karate chopped a piece of wood thinking about Miyagi. Like, that's how bitter he was about him, you know, what he did. So, and then his dad dies and he's like, I give you three days to mourn. Then you fa- you join your father. Like, he's way more vicious than Terry Silver ever thought about being. So, that's a... Uh, that's a good yeah. point. Uh, how was your father's day, by the way? Uh, it was all right, man. It, uh, yeah, I live kind of far from the city now, as you know. So I just went actually and saw my kids on Saturday. So they didn't have to, uh, didn't have to drive down here to see me. My son opened up his own fireworks store. He made like 20 grand in three weeks last year doing it. So he's going even bigger now and doing it. Like, so, uh, that's what I told him last year. I was like, I, I was like, how are you paying your bills? I'm confused. He goes, you know, that fireworks store thing I did for three weeks. I was, yeah, he said me like 20 grand. I was like, oh, cool. Is it so, legal? Is it legal what he's doing? Or yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> Unlike me, he gets involved in legal uh, enterprises, but uh, yeah, no, he's a, uh, he's a smart kid, man. And he got, and he found a guy to sign the lease front, all the fireworks. And then they just split the money. I said, so you're taking no risk and you make 20 grand in three weeks. He was like, yeah. I said, okay, now maybe I need to get in the fireworks business. Cause it's By the uh, way, your son, uh, you show me a video of him doing impressions spot on impressions like yeah. spot on like uh the morgan freeman is i don't think i've ever heard of better morgan freeman yeah it's it, dude it, i didn't believe when he first did it i asked him if he was using he goes he goes hey listen to my morgan freeman he sent me it and i said are you using an app to do that he goes no that's me and i was like no but like are you using something to make he goes no it's all completely me and i didn't buy it at first i was like dude there's no way but i heard he does an amazing impression of you i can't get him to do it i don't know why <laughs> like uh his cousin, uh, my nephew, actually told me, said, you should hear his Adam Hunter impression. He said, it oh, was unbelievable. He said, it's better, he said it's better than Morgan Freeman because I guess he's been I, – I wish I'd known he was watching this podcast since we started doing it because I wouldn't have said a lot of things I said on it if I'd known he was watching. But, uh, yeah, they said he does you, and they said he does me too, and it's phenomenal. But he will not – he's like, I don't know what they're talking about. And uh, I was like, dude, uh, there's no way you don't do me if you do everybody else you know, like your teachers. And um, I told amazing. you – got in trouble at school the teacher enforced him to do his uh impression of the teacher the teacher caught wind of it and was like you got to do it i don't care and so he did it and i guess the teacher flipped out and was like (laughs) mad about it because it was too personal or whatever and all the students were laughing at him and went and complained to the principal and then i reminded them that i was the one paying twelve thousand dollars a year for him to go to school there they weren't paying me so i said like that's you know what i mean like it's not uh 
It's ridiculous. But yeah, his uh he he keeps saying he's gonna do an open mic. He went to do an open mic the other night after I kept encouraging him and he goes, Yeah, and they had all, all the stuff on here, like you couldn't make gay jokes or trans jokes or you can't do this or that. And he said, I'm not even sure I had like very many of like that would be offensive. He goes, But I'm not even gonna be part of something like that that's politically correct. He said, I just figured what's the point if everything has to be well that's you know, that's, that's why a very specific open mic. I'm sure there's open mics you can go to they, that's why I told I, him I, you know Pablo Francisco who does like the greatest impressions. He's amazing. I I did a show with him in Vegas, and I think he did. He was having some cocaine problems, allegedly. <laughs> As but, people are bound to, have, bound to have that that do cocaine. You but should, for some reason, every cocaine. impression was the person on cocaine. Like <laughs> so, yeah. that's that's like when my little brother told me. Uh, there was some kind of pill you could take. I don't remember what it was back in the day, but there was some kind of pill you could take that was an appetite suppressant. But it wasn't like a like an amphetamine or anything. And my brother, my little brother, you smoke weed 24 hours a day. He's like, dude, I don't know what's in that stuff, but it gets you high as a kite when you take it. And I was like, anything mixed with weed gets you high. Yeah, brother, right. Exactly. Like, he's like, I don't know what's in these Doritos, but man, they got me high as a kite. And he's smoking <laughs> up Doritos like it. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'll have to check that out. That's awesome. Like, it's, it's, I saw like, Chris Catan do an impression of Chris Catan on cocaine when I saw oh him. Oh, my God. I've heard so I many horror stories about Chris Catan's comedy. Like He's just, hyper as it is, but, man, he you could, he couldn't sit still for two seconds. He was, like, out of control. It's still funny, but um, it's uh, – I'll tell you who's funny, a funny stand-up. I'm sure you know uh, that I didn't realize he was that funny was Jim Brewer. Like, oh, uh, yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah, he, has, he has some funny. He had something on COVID the whole thing and started doing a Nazi impression, which was hilarious. I'm sure to you as a Jewish man, it'd be hilarious. But just comparing the COVID people that, you know, with the Nazis and man, it was uh, I saw him in Las Vegas. I was dying laughing. I, I always thought he was funny, but I didn't know he was that funny in stand up. No, he's like a nice that. guy, too. Uh, meanwhile, you see John Wick four. No, I've no, I haven't seen John Wick one through three. So it's okay, uh, it well, so like John Wick four. It, it's basically if you missed the first one, someone kills Keanu Reeves' dog. His ex wife, his, his wife dies. That actually, I thought you guys were joking. That's actually the plot. He someone kills his dog. I thought that yeah, was like yeah, a joke. yeah. Basically, uh-huh. his wife dies. He's like a he's a killer. Uh, he he was a, he's a retired ser- uh, not serial killer. Like basically, he's an assassin. Um, you know, goes around. <laughs> You know, he's the guy you call. And he um, put his guns in the cage at the end of his last kill and be like, that's it for me, everybody. Yeah, he, he took goes, that's it. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. He gets married. His wife dies of cancer, has some kind of disease. And then she leaves him a dog. Like, that's her, like, gift to him. Like, it comes in the mail. And then some asshole, of course, kills the dog, steals his car. And Surprise, the dog didn't die in the mail. <laughs> you ship a dog in the mail that's probably, it may have been sick already when he got it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he ends up murdering, like, 95,000 people to get revenge because the, right. the the dog was the only thing that could remind him of, of his ex. That was the one thing keeping him. So now we're at the John Wick 4, right? And, you know, just what it couldn't be. Uh, first of all, I heard Keanu Reeves had a contract saying, I can always say 500 words in this movie. I'm not saying more than 500 words. <laughs> so, so and the movie's three hours long. So there's probably a murder every eight seconds, every eight seconds. And it's one of those things where he shoots someone in the head. The guy gets up for some reason. He shoots him again. It's just like the Asian people don't carry guns. They have Chinese stars. They're throwing at each other. But the, the main villain who used to be John Wick's friend is blind. He's so he's a he's a blind like assassin. He's a very formidable foe, like Mister Glass in uh that movie Unbreakable or whatever. Like the guy is in a wheelchair and you, his bones break when he types on a computer, but he's an evil. Uh, he's gonna take over the world. <laughs> and his name is Kane because he has a cane. Like like so oh yeah. <laughs> he's also crippled and blind. That's so, I guess blind people have canes. No, know. he has the canes. <laughs> so basically. He starts pushing up like motion sensors everywhere so that when people pass him, it goes off and he can shoot them. So he has to carry around motion sensors. This, this sounds like you're making it up, but I got to take your word for it. This sounds like a, a really bad idea somebody had for a movie. It's the greatest movie I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> like I couldn't. Dude, my wife was like, it was my Father's Day gift, basically. We went, first, we went to go see the WNBA because I, I get those three passes. I took my daughter. And then we went to see. It was a wonderful Wick. act of charity on Father's Day on your part. It was like 40 people there, bro. Like, yeah. it but. I mean, it was fun. I I have a great time at WNBA games. I think they need to figure out a way to get them to dunk, like right. like put trampolines there under them, like you know. They, or, could, they they could just replace the players with men. That that would actually make it a little more entertaining. But 
they lower the baskets, you know, because it's like they get these fast breaks, but you know they're gonna get a layup every single right. time, you know. Um, and so that was uh so that was crazy. But they have like, but the worst is I don't know who books like the I don't know who books the halftime or like every you know time they go, but it's like never what like they had a K-pop band last time, right? And right. my daughter thought it was cake pop. She's like a cake pop, like one of those Starbucks, <laughs> like no, no, K-pop, right? And then this time they had a gospel rapper. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder if he gets in any kind of like uh, controversy with like the, the Catholic rapper. Like they get, like go back and forth. You know what I mean? In some sort of beat. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Uh, a funny story, by the way, I, you know, one of the funniest things I miss about New York, cause I was watching John Wick and they had this subway scene. Cause it's like a lot of it. They have a hotel where you can't murder people in the hotel. That's where all the assassins stay. Is that a rule? Yeah, that's that's the rule. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Dude, so one time I'm in New York. I'm living in New York. And there's a guy in the subway. I start doing comedy. Who's like, I'm an unemployed comedian. I'm homeless. But I got a joke. If you guys give me a dollar, I'll tell the joke. So now people are like giving the guy. He raises like $11. But he won't tell the joke. He just keeps going around. to Right? So now everyone's like, tell the fucking joke. There's like, you know, 15 people on this subway cart like... And then he just he goes blah, 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 and he runs out, right? Then this other homeless guy gets fucking mad at him. Like he like stole his act. So he's sitting there and he's like, you motherfucker, that guy. And he took a, a like coffee. I think it was coffee or piss or he was drinking something, right? And he just throws it at the guy as the guy was out of the shop of, of the subway cart, but hit a random guy walking by. So a random guy just walks by and then gets pissed thrown at his <laughs> I know you guys are thinking, Adam, how do you have so much energy? You just go, 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 go. I'll tell you, our next partner is AG1, which is the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. Now, I gave AG1 a try because I was feeling run down. I'm like, ugh, can't do this with the kid and the wife and the career and just nonstop. Go, go, go. But I'm telling you, I am feeling so great. I got I got a boost in energy. I, I, I feel better. Uh, my support system in my body, just it just it, it tastes great and I feel great. And I drink AG1 in the morning before working out, doing my fight camp, and it makes me feel unstoppable, ready to take on the whole day. Come on, day, bring it, bring it, people. Okay. So I support this. I'm all for it. Okay. A lot of our athletes drink AG1. Okay. Uh, and because I know it's important for for these fighters to take care of their bodies not including Kelvin Gastelum. I'm kidding. Kelvin does it too. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five, that's right, five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash MMA roasted. That's drinkag1.com forward slash MMA roasted. Check it out. That's awesome. It had nothing to do with that. He was like the uh, Carlos Mencia of homeless stand-up comedians. Like he was stealing people's act and then got confronted on it. That's a, uh, he really was. It sounds like he was giving homeless comedians a bad name by ripping people off. <laughs> of, like, they, uh, I, get, uh, I think oh, that. Was, uh, so uh, did you watch any of the fights? I didn't know they had fights. Who fought? I had, I right, literally was, did not even hear three different events last week first there was pfl right? right so pfl uh mo green my guy uh mo my, uh mo maurice green he's the guy that's the seamstress i'm not gonna say he's the knitter because right. you laugh every right. time so he fights he's also guy. A guy that you don't come to las vegas and talk to like that if you remember the godfather that's a great line about mo green but yeah, mo green right so he <laughs> fights this guy ante they, they, who's this guy anti-deja the guy fucked up the name i'm sure but he's the guy that's like he's a huge favorite and mo wins the first round it was, it was pretty close second round he gets fuck he, he gets beat up so bad he's running around he's running from the guy like a heavyweight like and he's got john jones in, in his corner right <laughs> like like you know it was basically like it was like john was like pretending two sides he's running out of the way and then in the third round He's doing well, and then he gets taken down and beaten up like the last, I don't know, three minutes out of the five, he was on the ground. And then he gets up and starts dancing and celebrating with John Jones. They do like a dance. Oh. They do a dance together in the cage. Like, 
The, <laughs> also, who was probably also doing an impression of John Jones on cocaine that night. <laughs> it's, you saw John Jones and uh, Ngannou going back and forth, and John Jones saying, oh, like, why did you have to run from me now to a different thing? And he goes, where were you for three years? And he was like, I, I was putting on weight. Like, that's what yeah. he was doing. That's he, what he was saying. Jones looked as big as them almost, though. They yeah, look- maybe bigger. Yeah, like, that's uh, it's crazy. I mean, he's obviously doesn't have the genetics that uh, that Ngannou has. But uh, I love that Ngannou uh, told him also, play the game, don't get played, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Whatever, because he's basically telling John Jones. Um, I, I love people that hate Ngannou. He should want to fight the best. He should do what's best for him. If someone's going to pay you to not fight for a year, why would you fight, you know, if it's the same money or even close? Like, it's so stupid, man. It, Jones uh, kept saying, you don't want the smoke. You don't want the smoke. And I, all I kept saying, no, you want the blow. Like, I, I was right. like, <laughs> yeah. it was, it's, it's John Jones that doesn't want that particular smoke, I think. Like, he, he, would, he would like some kind of something you could smoke. But So then, uh, then uh, what's his name, came out. Basically, uh, 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 Larise Pacheco. She's the girl that beat. Kayla Harrison, who was like the three-time Olympic, two-time Olympic champion and won the million dollars right. last year. This girl, Amber Labrock, who I was rooting for, she just, it was another thing where like some of these girls, like, or even guys, when they get hit, they just, you see it. Like, it, the fight was over after the first connection. Like, you just, right. uh, uh, has that ever happened to you where you get punched right away and you're just like, get me the fuck out of here? Uh, yeah, actually, when Mark Hunt hit me the first time, I remember backing up and thinking, man, he is way faster than I thought he was going to be. Like, you know, you just don't, I never b- sparred with anybody at that level. Like, that was that, like, a K1. I mean, it's not easy to find guys like that, but I, w- and I wouldn't spar with him even if I could find him. I would come up with a reason why I couldn't go in that day. But, uh, yeah, no, he, uh, first time he hit me, I thought he was about to knock me out in front of my friends and hometown family. Like, it's, it's like, it's, uh, yeah, it's it changes, and you can usually tell when people don't spar very hard because when they haven't been hit, like Brock Lesnar, they turn away from punches if right. they're not sparring hard because they're not used to it. Uh, and eye discipline is so important, man. When you box, everybody's natural reaction—that's why we see street fights on like YouTube. People start turning their back because it's your natural reaction to turn away from punches if you're not used to getting hit. It just is. But you see a seasoned boxer or a trained fighter, they'll see a punch come and they'll eat it and throw the counter knowing they're going to eat the one. And it's uh, just getting your eyes used to staying focused on your target as you get hit, which unfortunately usually you get brain damage in the meantime uh, while you learn to do that. But uh, yeah. It's, uh, so this is Muhammad Ali's grandson, who's three and one, who uh, you would think it was the black guy. That's not the black guy. I was going to say, yeah, it's weird. His last name is Miller, but. <laughs> His name is Ali Walsh. Um, uh, very, very light skin. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. It's like, you say things now, like it's like when Michael Jackson's kids come out and you're like whiter than me. Wait, the white guy actually is Muhammad Ali. I thought it was the black guy. I was joking when I said, I no, thought it was- no, 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 the white guy, the, well, the whiter the guy is, but I don't, I, I don't know how to say it without, without offending everybody, right. but, but yeah, that's the guy. But so he like won his fight. He looks really good. I'll show you. And that's Flavor Flav. <laughs> he was yeah. like, I am the lightest. I don't know, after the fight. <laughs> I, I would like to see the DNA test on that, man. I don't know that I buy him. That's Muhammad Ali's grandson. I don't I don't know. But, but, but like they're promoting him as the grand. I mean, I think. Right. I don't even know what to say. You're right. I would like to see the lineage, but I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to deny that he's Muhammad Ali's grandson. Um, we need Maury Povich involved in this. There's no way we'll get the real answer <laughs> if we're uh, going to get facts. But you know what's weird is if he actually is Muhammad Ali's grandson. Wait, that can't be right. Yeah, no, there's, I don't know. I mean, Muhammad Ali, is he his, like, leg- I guess, illegitimate grandson or something? Like, creep? Like, he's not using his name, so he's not... No, he is using uh, it. It's Ali Walsh. Um, oh, so, he, he, so he's, he's using his last name as his first. That works. That, that's cool. No, no, his last name is Ali Walsh. Something Ali Oh, Walsh. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I got you. I thought his first name was Ali and last name was Walsh. I was like, I don't think that necessarily means <laughs> no, you're related no. if, you're, if your first name is Ali. No, like, his, last, cool. his last name is Ali Walsh. Um, I don't know where the Walsh. Ca- I I have to figure. I don't know it either. But like, I guess like, the Walsh person was an albino then. Like the, whoever's the Walsh family line is really light skinned. And then my buddy Jorgen De Castro, who I like, you had him on the show. He's also John Jones' training partner. John Jones' training partners did not do very well in this. He he fought this guy Dennis Galtsov, who uh, 
you got to see this, man. It was like quick into the fight. Uh, he just got starched. But uh, I was, man, this was depressing. I'll tell you. Right here. That was 15 seconds in, huh? Yeah. Quick six. Yeah, he just hit him. I mean, perfect <laughs> shot. Boy. Oh, man. I was rooting for my buddy from from uh, Cape Verde, too. I like him a lot. The uh, Castro guy has cost me money on fights multiple times. I remember he looks like my high school basketball coach, but he also was white. So maybe my high school basketball coach is like his grandson or something. But um, he looks just like my uh, a black version of my high school uh, basketball coach. Maybe he would have known something about basketball that had my high school basketball coach have been black, but he was the worst. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, I remember he cost me money betting against him twice and then betting on him twice. And I was like, dude, this dude gets me no matter what I, no matter which, because he doesn't look like he'd be a good fighter, but I saw him whip someone's ass in the UFC that he shouldn't have beat. I don't remember who it was, but I saw him. Castro, right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw him yeah. beat. So I don't remember who he beat in the UFC, but I remember thinking he was a way underdog and he like really put it on him. I thought, man, that dude can fight, you know? Um, and then he cost me money repeatedly after that, no matter which way I bet. So. So I was telling my high school uh, wrestling coach, because I didn't go to my reunion, uh, which I was kind of like, I wanted to go because it was, you know, I went to that, I told you that that, that boarding school for, I don't, I'd say troubled kids, but kids that needed to refocus their energy. And I, you know, I had so many kids that had troubles. <laughs> I mean, literally it was called Hyde, right? My first day I'm there, I'm 13 years old. I'm the only eighth grader there. There's no eighth grade. Um, and they threw me in the ninth grade. And I guess kids were having a circle jerk in my dorm. They were literally having a race who could jerk off to fat like, and then they, they got busted. So they had to stand up at a school meeting and, and talk about it. And one kid's like crying saying like, I'm bisexual. And another kid's like, yeah, you know, I'm uh, blah, blah. And I'm like, where the fuck did my parents send me? Like, like what kind of school? People were covering my ears. I was 13 years old, you know, uh, I was 92 pounds. And I was telling my, <laughs> But I'm so close to my high school wrestling. Like we 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 had we had, we had a teacher, right? Our our lacrosse coach. They they let some guy just coach. He was a janitor, and then he was good at lacrosse. So like, oh, you could you could help coach lacrosse. As most janitors are, but of course, who knows anything about lacrosse? Maybe he wasn't any good. Nobody knew. Nobody's like, like, no, no, we're good at lacrosse. Like, okay, I don't even know the rules, so you, I'll, I'll take your word for it. So. The guy ended up taking like six kids back to his his house or his dorm room, whatever he was living, <laughs> smoking weed with them, right? And of course, like he got busted. One of the kids told, and the guy just quit. He never came back. Like our, our teacher ran away from school. Like maybe, maybe here the circle jerks were no longer allowed. He's like, I don't need to have those six kids over anymore after all. Plan Plan B will not be happening after all. So, dude, it was one of these schools where everyone had to like talk about their problems all the time and two hour seminars. And we had a teacher during school announcements, right? Morning announcements. They're like, hey, you know track team will meet out here and just so you know tomorrow night we're having mandatory fun that was a big thing there and then the one <laughs> teacher stands up and goes i want to let everyone know that i have herpes and just sat down like <laughs> this is a teacher and he had like a thick main accent so he's like i have herpes and everyone did the impression of him the whole, the whole year right like, i'm not sure that's what we meant by sharing but the whole it was crazy, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> dude remind me not to send my kids there if i or my grandkids there <laughs> remind me not to send my black grandchildren there that didn't make sense kind of <laughs> uh, so meanwhile we have a guy here coming on uh who just headlined a huge pay-per-view he's one of my favorite people in the whole world uh he's the champ yo what's going on adam henry cejudo how are you man I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good, man. You know, it's just I've just been robbed. I think you're getting robbed of internet too, as as we speak. You've been uh, bound to Wi-Fi. Sean, you could hear me, right? Perfect. I can hear you, yeah. But he, oh but, man, he Henry, come back. Me. I want to hear Henry's Henry's version of this. Uh, but I'm kind of looking at him like frozen. I'm just staring at him. Uh, Henry, come back, come back. All right. So before Henry comes back. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, there was some also uh, Adam, Adam that's you're back. Where are you driving? <laughs> hey Henry, pull over, sit on the booster seat. And uh Henry. Yeah. Where where are you? In, in Munchkin Land? What's what's going on? <laughs> pretty uh, pretty much. You know, I'm in my little uh you know, my 
my tiny car. <laughs> so did you thought you got robbed too, right? Of course, man. I thought I was in the. I thought I was in Aljamain's backyard. But the everybody was everybody was cheering for you. Were you, were you surprised that the whole that you won the whole crowd over? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. But I will say this: that I, I came to realize, Adam, that the real king of cringe is Aljamain Sterling, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a that's, that's a bummer for me, you know. Oh, he took your title of the king of, and he took it one. Oh, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. You got robbed twice. Now. You definitely won the fifth round. What would you have done differently in the fight? Um, probably, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's a lot of things. I think uh, one of one I think would be like cutting the weight different. I think uh, I think the la I think on that Friday I should have cut my weight a little bit different rather than hitting pads and putting plastics on. Um, just making adjustments when I did take them down. Uh, to actually pound them, you know, pound them, fist them as hard as I could rather than kind of <laughs> staying on top and trying to control them. So fist them a little more. Yes. Um, yes be yes. a lot more aggressive on top as I fist them. And, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I love that my, my, my internet went blank and I came back in and I hear Henry say, I just, you know, fist them. I was like, wait, where, where did this conversation go? While <laughs> I said, I what could he have done differently? He said he... He wanted to fist him more. Now, yeah. it seemed like you had the front headlock many times. Do you think maybe you should have went for like a Darce or a guillotine or like, because you had that front no, headlock? Of, 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 no, but of course, but, you know, Algebra is used to those positions. So I didn't necessarily want to like, you know, squeeze the juice uh, out of my out of my arms because I knew that was a position that he was good at. So like the game plan was to keep it on his feet and make him work as much as we, as much as we could. You know, um, he was giving me the head and arm. He he was okay in those positions, and uh, you know, take him a little more serious when it, when he got close to the can, uh, close to the fence, of uh, of of not taking it there no more. So keeping it more in the center. There's a lot of things where I would uh, where I would definitely change, but you know, it's over now. I mean, the robbery was already done. I mean, what am I gonna do now? You know, it was a, it was a great fight. <laughs> it was it was actually a really entertaining fight. Um, you, I mean, both of you look great. Do you think he, his wrestling surprised you? Uh, his scrambles, his scramble, his scrambling ability, his scrambling ability, uh, ability did. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, uh, that's the only thing that really surprised me because takedowns off the open, like he wasn't, you know, I wasn't worried about that, but I, I could have taken a little more of a scrambling ability, a little more serious. And, uh, like I said, man, I should have probably fist him a little longer. Now you kept your head <laughs> up. Was that part of the plan to keep your chin in the air? Yeah, I'm making those adjustments, guys. Adam, it's been a few years, you know. <laughs> because, I, yeah, but but you are like, I mean, you were Hoy's, like, Hoy's, like it was Hoy's like Grace. Hoy's Grace, you inspired me. Look at his fucking chin, and he was <laughs> a UFC champion. <laughs> well, I thought maybe you like you evolved. Like now you're going back to your chin up in the air because like your chin was in the air, and I'm like, fuck it. I hope you don't get caught. Um, did he hurt you at all? Um, no, he, no, no. I I think maybe the only thing that I've that don't he didn't hurt me. Maybe just my heart. But other than that, I mean, it was it was went, a great it was a great fight. I thought it could have won either way. Sean, who do you think won that fight? And man, I had Henry four to one. Like I really did. Like I I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I don't really like Al Jermaine ever since his fake knee thing or whatever, you know. But um. <laughs> I, I I I was I wasn't shocked because there's so many ripoffs in the UFC, you know, like with the judges. But I was like, man, did James Krause have something to do with this? Like, is this like <laughs> well, who did James bet on tonight? Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, full, it, uh, full disclosure, I happen to like Aljamain a lot. He he's a friend of mine. He's a good friend. Henry's a great friend. Uh, Aljamain's Aljamain's. A, I consider him a great friend too. I both I like both you guys. I honestly like both you guys. So it was it was hard, and I could tell you guys liked each other too. I mean, you guys were laughing at each other's aunt, right? I mean, it seems like you were. <laughs> it seems like you like him. Nah, I like it from afar, you know. Did you retire again? You like Jay Z now? I, I, I did you not retire? Did you? Because you retired, but then thirty minutes later, you called out Murrah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, emotions run high. Like you know, I'm here to fucking take over. If I can't take over, I don't want any of it. You know, might as well be a fucking employee. You know, I want it all or I want none of it. But, but then I thought about it the next day. 
after I yeah. watched the fight again, I'm just like, man, I made a lot of mistakes. Like, I can't go out like that. I cannot let, I cannot let Algerman go out like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really like, and, and, and these are the times um, that's motivate, motivated me more than ever. You know, when I lost to Demetrius, um, how it would re-spark that, uh, that, that, that anger, that competitiveness, like that chip on my shoulder. So I think, uh, I'm on the right track, Adam, to say the least, you know? Uh, maybe, you know, I'm talking about the right track, not the railroad tracks. Of course. So. Now, I was worried that his weight, because I'm like, dude, I've stood next to Aljamain and I stood next to you and he's probably about 185, 190. And you're probably about 155, 160. Was there a huge weight difference in that uh, in the cage? Yeah. No, not really. Not really. If you, if you think about it, like like we we're both taking each other down like that was that wasn't the issue. I think the issue was just like me recovering for the actual day of the fight. And that was like the biggest thing. And uh, like I said, man, I, I made some mistakes that I know that are very fixable and I'm going to come back and I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to go after his butt plug, you know, uh, <laughs> fucking Marab, you know, I got to. That's a smart move know. for you, though, because if Al when Aldemir fights uh, O'Malley, he let's say he beats O'Malley, he's not going to fight Marab. So if you beat Marab, you're the only logical fight right there. And uh, in the top three or four, I mean, that's a really smart move because he's not going to fight him. I mean, I mean, I mean, they've been pitching out Cheeto for me. And, uh, you know, I got about this whole week to really decide whether I want to do Cheeto, whether I want a tune-up fight. You know, I mean, pers personally, I, personally, I prefer Doritos, but, you know, they want me to... <laughs> I want my Rob's fucking bitch ass. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, he puts some of that hair transplant on his balls because, you know, I hope he's mad enough to fight me. Yeah, what was that? I mean, it's that was weird, the hair transplant. <laughs> like, you see what happened, Sean? Uh -uh. He just, like, he got a hair transplant and he and, and he showed everybody exactly where, what, where, like, I, it was, uh, I thought his, his hair was fine. I, I didn't even know he even needed a hair transplant. Wait, so he admitted it and like was proud that he got a hair transplant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He showed you exactly where they drew it on his head and everything. And ah, Lee, what's next? Is Bruce Buffer going to come out of the closet? Like, if we're being honest, what's going on here? <laughs> ah, Lee. Now, now, who do you think wins, O'Malley or Aljamain? Uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to go with Aljamain. Like O'Malley, gonna see how 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 different it is to fight a guy that has no game plan. You know, like, uh, like Aljamain's game plan is not to have a game plan. So, I mean, do you think though, like, cause you landed, <laughs> you landed some, some, some pretty big punches on Aljamain. Do you think you hit as hard as O'Malley or you hit harder? You think, you think if O'Malley lands those punches, Aljamain? Yeah, but Aljamain's going to be, he's going to move, he's going to be moving side to side and, uh, it's going to be different. I mean, everybody who, uh, who, who O'Malley has fought has always stayed in front of him. Now, Conor McGregor is somebody that you have been beefing with. What the hell is going on? Like, I mean, so last week he allegedly tried to rape a girl, right? And then they, and then they got a video of him, of him bringing her to the bathroom, but she's coming with him to the bathroom. But yeah, there's a video of of him and her walking to the bathroom together, right? And then allegedly there's a video of her hanging out with him afterwards. Uh, so that's why people are saying that, like. It, you know, this is bullshit. Uh, she didn't press criminal charges. She wanted money right away. But, I mean, you got to ask yourself a lot of questions here. But, like, why is he bringing a girl to the girl's bathroom? Number one, he's married. He just announced that he's got a kid on the way. A fourth kid. Second of all, like, if he's going to do something like that, like, would he do it with all these people videotaped? Okay, this was a, a random girl at the Heat game. And his security was there. And what? And why is the security telling him, "Hey, Connor, this is a bad idea. Like, we're not bringing people to the bathroom. Like, like, what are we doing? You're you just knocked out a mascot. What's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. I I know I am. Okay, and Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, not number two, number one. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook, and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well, and so should you. Well, with Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store, and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor 
and the nutritional quality you need. The factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with factor. All you gotta do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's that's, that's nothing. That's You burn that off, I don't know, jogging, all right? You need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? I do. We'll try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein. Hell yeah. Get, get rough. Look, look at these guns, people. All right? So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash roasted50 to get 50% off your first box, all right? Check it out. You're gonna thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's she's adorable, all right? No more biting. You gotta get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day and check out Factor right now. Look, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with- No, well, you know you know, you know the reality is, bro? It's probably more of, it, he, he's he, uh, Conor McGregor, he's, he's an adrenaline uh, junkie. And I think I, I think he's just getting a high. If it's not in the cage or him winning, like he probably gets the adrenaline of him getting getting away with shit. You know, Mike Tyson used to talk about that shit a lot. It's like man, he started getting over so much shit that it was almost like he, he wanted to know like how much he get away with shit. So I think that's more of where Conor McGregor is at. Like he, he has all the money in the world. I mean, he really. I mean, why is he why is he married? I mean, that's up to him. I'm sure he's pro it's probably more because of the kids. But if it was really up to Connor, I mean, he'd just be a fucking, you know, walking nomad dude. Just getting, he's like, he'd but you're be an like adrenaline guy too. Pump. I mean, you're, I, I've never, I've seen you drunk before. And when you're drunk, you just talk shit to fighters and hug them. Uh, and, <laughs> and like, and tell them how much you respect them. I, I've never seen you dr drag a girl to a bathroom before. Like, I mean, I don't even, I won't remember. Come on. Like, what yeah, is he? he <laughs> John, help me here. What, what's going on? No, no, but but, uh, but I'm telling you, but that's what it is. That's what it is, Adam. It, it, it's it's a drug on top of the drugs that he's already doing. It's more of that emotional. It's more of that uh, psychological drug that it gives you. The fact that that okay, I'm married. I'm bringing this bitch on a game four of the NBA championships. I can fuck her. I can get off. And just getting away with it, I think that's I think that's where the adrenaline more, more likely is. Like I go back to that. Well, it's not I mean, the drugs. It's, it's not the drugs no more, Adam. Because he, he's a conscious. He's a he's a conscious cokehead. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's really it's the adrenaline, Adam. Like it well, really if this is, girl like, made this up, if this girl made it up, she should do the time that he would have served because uh, it's ridiculous. If if this didn't happen. Are there bathrooms in the girls' bathroom? Are there cameras in the girls' bathroom? Uh, cameras? Okay, I could, uh, Sean, do you know anything about this? Uh, I don't know about the VIP bathrooms because I'm never a, a VIP anywhere. But uh, no, I do know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, the difference too is some people are just like a lot of times money uh, allows people to do things they would do if they weren't rich. So he's just a piece of shit, is what I think. You know what I mean? Like guys that would blatantly disrespect his wife like that. On he doesn't care that there's a thousand cameras on him. He's going to take her in the bathroom, like uh, Henry said, and do what he wants. And uh, I just uh, God, I had a great Brendan Shop joke there, and I lost it right as I got ready to like get it. I completely lost it, so I'll work it in later. But I can't remember what it was, but it was great. I mean, it's <laughs> it's crazy. The dude, I love like, this show. They're, they're giving the guy everything. The guy's got everything. They're handing him Michael Chandler, a guy that will stand and trade with him. The one guy that will just sit there and take punches from him that he could probably beat. And they're giving him the ultimate fighter. He doesn't deserve it. They're trying to make money off this dude. He's bringing in money, and this guy just continues to fuck it up. It's uh, he's making John Jones like a fucking angel right now. I mean, he's basically you're like, man, why can't you be more like John Jones? This is right. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, by the way, Henry, how is John when you were coaching John Jones? How is he to work with? Uh, John's super humble, super humble man. Very, very humble. 
Now, outside of that, man, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, Adam. Well, I'll tell you what I'm I saw. You told pilot, him. Dude. You I told him. You told him exactly how to beat that guy. You told him the exact move he did. It was crazy. Like they have a video of you showing him what to do against Cyril Gan and him doing it in the exact same way. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, it's just, uh, you know. Um, it's really, it's, it's understand, it's understanding the, the fight and the fighter. And then obviously understanding the, like the time off, but, uh, you know, John, John's a, John's a hell of a student. I will give him that, you know, he, he may not be the, he not, he may not be the great, the, you know, the best Samaritan outside the, <laughs> outside the octagon. But, uh, when it comes to him learning and whatnot, second and none, John is like what every other, what every coach wants. A guy that's all ears, all eyes. And uh, no calves. <laughs> yeah, no calves. Now, afterwards, did he come up to you and throw you some bonus money for teaching them? Did he? Did you, you guys? Did he give you an eighth or an eight ball or did you do a line off your head? <laughs> like, what? How did you guys? Nah, John, John took care of me, man. John's John, John's a good dude, man. Like deep down inside, like uh, he's a really good guy. Are these because because you're helping out so many fighters? I see the people you're working with. Um, from you know Zhang, Welly Zhang to John Joe, and and you just see the improvements. But I I worry about you, Henry. Are people just taking your knowledge and running away and, and like giving you a thumbs up, or are they paying you? Well, that's what they do. That's what they do with every other Mexican. You know, they hire you, they <laughs> they make you work, and then next you know it, they uh, you know, they call ISIS, they call the freaking, you know, they call the border patrol. You know, it's this, this shit still hasn't changed. This is bullshit. This is dude. Bad. I'll tell you what. I had, a, I had a contractor at my house, and he blamed the Mexicans for how expensive everything is. He's like, "Yeah, they finally wised up. Won't work for eight bucks an hour anymore." And I was like, well, "Those <laughs> damn Mexicans! Why? How dare they?" You know? He's like, "I got a bricklayer. He wants twenty bucks an hour now." I'm like, "Come on, man! I'm like, dude, uh, that's a fifty dollar an hour job. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's uh, yeah. the truth." So the UFC this week, by the way, and uh, I'm excited. We got Don Fry just joined us. Fifty minutes late. Thanks for being on time, Don. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> it's okay. I gotta leave early too. Somebody's coming by. Look at the house. <laughs> wait, you're, you're, wait, you're not selling your house, are you? Yeah, partner. Yeah. Ah oh, man, that house yeah, is beautiful. Sure uh so this, so Henry, I this know, week, I know it's killing me. Henry, this week we got uh, Josh Emmett against uh, Tapura. Tapura is the guy that um. Uh, he, he's awesome. He, 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 uh, he's undefeated. He's eight. No, he beat the hell out of, uh, Bryce Mitchell, Bryce Mitchell, who, uh, I thought was, was the best. Who wins this fight, Henry? Uh, first of all, I just want to say that I love, uh, I love Tempora. You ever have Tempora? In, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've had Tempora. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like, I like Ilya. I think that's Spaniard. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it, bro. Anyways, yeah. I think that Spaniard. I think that Spaniard. Fuck, that's a good fight. That's a fucking good fight. Actually, I take that back, man. It's it's a, it's a, it's a battle of two sluggers, man. Um, fuck. It depends who could take a hit, but I'm have to go with the Spaniard, man. Especially after seeing Emma get knocked out, I'm have to go with the Spaniard just because that that train is rolling, and I think he has better hands. But I can also see Josh Ennett if he lands one too. I mean, this is this is a battle of two, uh, you know, of two sluggers. See who, see who, whoever decide, whoever decides to fist a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Don, you were at Henry's fight. Did you think Henry won, or did you think Aljo won? Yeah, I think I think Henry took a shit in front of everybody. It's his fucking. <laughs> it was his trainer's fault. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, you know what, man? You're 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 too you're too good a you're too good of a fucking athlete to fucking perform like that. And you had a shit fucking game plan and fight plan, and apparently nobody pushed you because you didn't have the conditioning you you needed. You know? Yeah. Henry, 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 Henry is aware that uh, Henry is Mexican. That. <laughs> Wait, that's the way he feels about most Mexicans. What's that? I said, apparently Don knows that Henry has Mexican heritage because that's why he talks about most Mexicans. Uh, Henry, would you like to uh, talk uh, with Don? But, but you know what, Don? You're right, Don. You're right, Don. And I think, uh, I think you know, a lot of this, just the layoff, I, I could have adjusted to the game plan 
and and I did it. But you know, I take it, I take it, I, I take it in the chin, Don, and uh, I I I will come back better. I will make those adjustments, and uh, you know. Yeah, but you didn't. You didn't it? need to take it on the chin. There was no reason. For you. you had your you had your chin up, which drove <laughs> me fucking crazy the whole time. I'm yelling, "Put your chin down! Put your chin down!" And um, you know, yeah, you gotta look out the top of your eyes, man. You gotta keep your chin down. Look out the top of your eyes. You're looking. You're you're bringing your chin up, but now the bottom of your eyes. You know, you're doing the exact opposite. Well, I have to. I've done it too. I've done it too. Yeah. Hey, Don, but I have to make up because I'm only 5'2". <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. He's got a point. I mean, he he does. He needs to, you know, see it. The guy, Al's name was like... That's six, why four. you... That's... That's you know? why you stand right side of his chest and beat the hell out of his body. You know? You were too far away, man. You know, and you don't have the reach. You know, when you... You gotta fight like Tyson. That's all there. Is. You gotta make those adjustments to get in tight. Henry, and, I, by the way, Henry, I, I, I don't tight, think Henry knew that. Anytime, you know. By the way, Henry, I'm, I didn't know you were, know that you were being confronted today by Don Fry. Uh, this was not. Uh, <laughs> Henry's looking at me like Adam. I just walked into a fucking ambush. Um, so, uh, so sorry. Um, hey, Henry, Henry could tell me. Henry could. Henry could tell me go fuck myself anytime, and I would understand that. You know, <laughs> uh, Henry. Uh, he started driving. He has that. He has that right. Being a triple, he has that right. Being a triple champion. I think he just drove drove off a cliff. Um, so if you were, I think so. I, think I so. figured out what's happening, Adam. Henry's uh, the one going to look at Don's house, and he just hooked into his Wi-Fi. Oh he, yeah, Henry's gonna go buy Don's house. <laughs> and kick me out. Yeah, you got one day to leave, motherfucker. <laughs> Hey, hey, Adam. Though I, I'm, um, hey guys, I have I have a lunch meeting right now in about in about two minutes. All right. So yeah, yeah. You know, but I appreciate Don. I appreciate it, Sean. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you guys for having me. You know, like I said, man. You know, hey, brother, you know I, the black, the black, the blacks, the blacks will fight again. You guys, you guys stay too. I'm a fighter. Henry, will you have Don Fry walk with you to your next fight? Walk out. I think you're too. You're. Henry. Sure, why not? <laughs> if, Henry, if Doc, if Doc Henry you're too good of a fighter to perform like you did. So Don, will you walk Henry out to the octagon for his next fight? If I get to put a chain around his neck and you know and a whip. <laughs> All right, this got this got really weird. Black leather black leather black leather mask. The gimp. <laughs> Oh, that's Sean. That's Sean's gimmick. Sorry, that's Sean's gimmick. All right, all right. Uh, go to your meeting. Uh, sorry, this is you know this is the new show called Ambush Coaching Advice. I have uh, a, I have a parole meeting. I gotta go to. You guys, quite honestly. <laughs> well, I love you. Yeah, damn it! Uh, all right, take yeah. care. Uh, thank you. Thank. Don, Sorry, Don, Henry, I swear to God, everyone needs a friend like Don Fry to tell it like it. To just, <laughs> what? Everyone needs a friend like you, man. Everyone needs. But why are you selling your house? You told me you weren't selling your house. Hey. He's too good of a fighter to perform like that. Too good of a fucking athlete to perform like that. Let's put it that way. You know, I mean, you don't get to be a gold medalist in the Olympics and wrestling by being an average fucking, you know, wrestler, average athlete. You know, geez, he, so you he think, took a shit. He took a shit out there, and he shouldn't. I still think he won the fight, though. For some odd reason, I still maybe I was I don't know. I still think he won the fight. Um, I think that it was close. Uh, no, no. When you're the ch when you're going for the championship, you've got to destroy the champion. You know, you've got to beat him. And you know, he might have he might have tied the guy, but he didn't beat him. Got it. Uh, so also this week, we got Macy Barber. She's the girl. Uh, her father thinks she wins every fight. Uh, she she got her. Uh, she was teaching a how to get your black belt online course or no uh, uh, blue belt uh, online, like a Gracie course. But she's actually really good. She's fighting Amanda Rebus. That should be a good fight. Uh, Amanda Rebus is a little hottie. Um, so that's that's good. Uh, Neil Magny's taking on Phil Rowe. 
That's going to be a good fight uh, as well. Jillian Robertson against T- Tabitha Ricci. There's some good fights this week. Uh, some really good fights. Uh, Sean, did I ever tell you what happened with Jay Moore? Uh, no. So I don't know if you guys know this, uh, but I was, I was telling my wrestling coach how, you know, I started this wrestling program like 15 years ago. I, 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 order, I answered an ad on like Craigslist and said, hey, looking for wrestling coaches. So I, I like go down there to the school that brought you. And they were like, well, what do you know about the uh, adult wrestling league? And I'm like, I know nothing about it. <laughs> it turns out the guy before me had like was trying to coach, but then have like an adult bondage nude wrestling at night for adults. And I'm like, I don't know anything about that. They're like, oh, well, you're hired, right? So <laughs> so I start this program, and, you know, right away, I had to go to Africa to do some comedy. So I, my buddy was like, oh, I know how to coach wrestling, right? But he knew WWE wrestling. I didn't know that. So I get back. The kids are all doing fucking camel clutches and figure fours. And, you know, just we end up losing 75 to nothing, to the fucking, right? So... <laughs> So anyway, we end up getting better, and the kids want to wrestle in high school. I, I get a high school coach who knows his shit, fucking teach them all these great moves. He dies of brain cancer, right? 27 years old, gets a headache, fucking brain cancer, right? So then they get another So then they get an, another guy, this guy Steve, who got kicked out of New Jersey for coaching because we're being a rageaholic. But I didn't know this, right? So he, I got him a job as the coach, but he's yelling like, you, you don't want it. You have no heart. So he gets fired like after a week. So then they bring in this guy, Aldo, my friend Aldo, who used to be a Chippendale dancer, might have been a leg breaker, masseuse. And then Aldo threatens to murder a parent. Like, I'm going to kill you. They got him on tape. He ends up getting fired, right? Uh, and now they have another coach. But in the meantime, Jay Moore shows up, right? Jay what Moore was the problem? <laughs> <laughs> Don, all sounds perfectly reasonable to Don. Like, what's so Jay Moore is having like a midlife crisis. Yeah, Jay what? Moore is having a midlife crisis. Wants to coach wrestling, right? Says he because he, he he says you know wrestling's the thing that like that like helped me out. Blah blah blah. That's that's what's you know you know so all this shit, right? So he shows up to my garage and uh, seems to know what he's doing. Um, so then I'm like. I got no. So then they just added a third. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Wait, you're wrestling with junior high kid children in your garage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, <laughs> although you have that, ice cream music playing in Bucky's playing in the background. Yes. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts getting in on the action with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? I'm going to bet I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay, visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. And bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. So you, you got to go, Bree. So Aldo got fired, right? And then he ended up uh, building, a, like turning my, my garage into a wrestling room. And then he got the kids to deliver the, uh, the, on like the team. The, the wrestling mats. So they were like, he's like, fuck it. If I'm leaving, I'm taking the mats with me. 
So he ended up like so that like, I'm not even gonna say he got the team to deliver his dope for him. So so then like so then they had a third season to me, which I didn't want to coach a third season, right? So then so then Jay Moore uh hits me up and says, Hey, I go, he goes, Hey man, can I can I run practice tomorrow? Right. So I was like, Yeah, sure, why not? Right. So uh you know, just just do singles and doubles. That's all I want. Single legs and double legs, right? So then I get a text. I go, you're talking about liquor shots. So <laughs> I get a text. I go, how did practice go? He goes, oh, coach these kids is what I need. Thank you, Adam, right? It pushed me, and I needed that push. I love your opportunity. He goes, here's what happened. He goes, I lined them up against the wall. These are junior <laughs> high kids. These kids are like 11 and 12. He goes, here's how I coach. I don't use a whistle, and I won't raise my voice. When I have to raise my voice, you squat against a wall until your whole body shakes. I'll never criticize you. Neither will anyone in this room. There's no shame in this wrestling room. There cannot be gossip in this wrestling room. Only love lives here. When I tell you I love you, I mean it. I will never lie to you. This is the first day. I will never lie to you. And, and time will prove that. I will always speak to you like I do my two sons. No, no trick questions. No traps. Just be honest. Tell the truth, and you'll never be in trouble. Truth doesn't move. Most coaches don't want you to quit. I want you to quit. Listen, I want you to quit. Go out. Go. When coaches tell kids you don't have to do anything, I tell you that you can leave whatever. I know the difference between your 100 and your 88%. Your 88, uh, you dress up your 88, but looking like 100 by yelling, screaming, and making faces. I want you to quit. Because the longer you're here uh, giving 88, you break my heart. And I'll, it'll break my heart watching you go. Once you quit, no hard feelings. Good to see you when I see you. I mean that. But know this. When you quit, no one here will think about you again. You're a ghost. Not even a story. Uh, and then he, goes, I, then he goes, I walked from one end of the room to the other. Right? This is what he tells them. If the length of this room uh, uh, is, is the wall. He goes, he goes, you're five years old, lives here. 10 here, broken wrist at 12, arrested for being a dope at 22, heart attack at 45, <laughs> you're okay. Two kids out of nowhere at 46, this is his life. 50, 60, kids in college, kids out of college, kids keep getting bronchitis, heart attack, you may not be okay, stroke, hospital, getting out, dead. Uh, and then that was, that, was, <laughs> that was his first day of wrestling practice. Sounds like he's going through a little more than a midlife crisis, but oh, and they all came back. Dude, I got so many emails from parents saying, "Why did my kid say he's gonna get colon cancer?" Uh, you know, he's like eleven. <laughs> well, listen, if he cancer. Just, if he gets cancer, tell him not to fight it. We want him to quit. Just go ahead, just just let it take over. <laughs> that doesn't even seem like that could be real. <laughs> Is that... I'll forward it to you. I swear. Dude, I, I would love to see it because I think it's going to be like. Uh, John Kreese's Cobra Kai finale uh, speech to the to the Cobra Kai students uh, as the series ends because that was amazing. Like that was way better than Fear Does Not Exist in This Dojo. I, I, swear, I swear to God. After that, I was like, I'm never letting this kid. And then he did a lot of more things that like I'm not going to talk about because <laughs> so he's he's not working there anymore. Let's let's just say he's not working there anymore, and that's a very good thing. Uh, but. Now he's engaged. Gee, that's a shocker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Adam probably told him he wanted him to quit, so he was like, "All right, well, I just... <laughs> yeah, well, why'd you cut him loose? Uh, I don't even want to. There's no reason. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you off the air. Uh, so anyway, but uh, oh god. Anyway, I, I, I that was exactly what Jay Moore needed to tell a bunch of children that he wants them to quit after they get cancer. That was the first day of practice. That's that amazing. Like that yeah. should be written into your your show, your pin show. That should be the the guest coach comes in and I do that monologue the first day of practice. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, that'd be the highest, highest, uh, highest uh, show on, on the season. Seriously. <laughs> so uh, Bigfoot Silva lost eleven in a row, but he says he's not done. Um, oh. It's been knocked out 11 times in a row. We're going to go for 13. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Who got knocked out 11 in a row? Uh, Bigfoot Silva. Uh, Bigfoot Silva. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that guy back in Pride when he first showed up in Pride. That guy was a monster, man. Just frightening looking. His fucking, his feet were three inches thick, you know, from from the sole to the top of his foot. Like three freaking inches, man. Uh, my kid has to go poo-poo. You have your bathing suit on? <laughs> oh, you're good? Okay, okay. To go poop? Yeah, well, she has, she was supposed to go. I, dr- I drove over to school today, and then I realized it was Juneteenth. So there was no school today. Um, I could have told you that. I'm sure he celebrates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I got my Malcolm X um, hat on. Dude, that was one of the, one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. It was like they had a, a Yo Mama show back in the day. I forgot what it was. Like not Yo Mama. It was like back in the day when I was a kid, and they were like, "Yo Mama's so fat, she can't wear a Malcolm X jacket. She's afraid helicopters might land on her." Yeah, I remember when those were the big. <laughs> I think I was in tenth grade when those were the big. Uh, the Malcolm X jackets were the big thing. Oh my god! So uh, what do you got coming up, Sean? I got nothing, man. Just same old stuff. Just uh, trying to find a doctor who will uh, operate on me or do something or who won't let me uh, stay on the phone for hours giving information and be like, oh, yeah, we won't accept you as a patient. So the Mayo Clinic telling me they wouldn't accept me as a patient was one of the soul crushing, most funny things that ever happened. I'm like, wait, you guys are rejecting me after months of sending you paperwork for no reason, just because they won't give me the reason. I was like, cool. Like, that's awesome. Like, you could have told me that at the beginning of the process. But uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm sorry, man. Send him, send him a bill for all your fucking time. Golly, dude, they, they, uh, my, uh, I wanted my doctor to send me my medical records, and they said it would be seventeen hundred dollars. And I was like, "What is in there that they don't want me to see?" Yeah. There's no way it costs seventeen hundred dollars to send medical records. You know what I mean? It's like we'll send it to the Mayo Clinic for free, but if it's coming to you. It's going to be a uh, five dollars a page, and we have over three hundred and fifty pages or something like that. And I was like, "Wait, what? Like that doesn't make sense." Oh, and, uh, wow. it was Shortly after they got the records, they didn't want to see me, so maybe they found out the truth about me in some uh, some fashion. But I'll tell you what: if you ever get your medical records sent to you, it's amazing what they know about you. They they keep track of everything you say when you tell them something, man. Like I saw stuff from the fight. The guy knew I hurt my shoulder in a fight years ago before I even said it to him. Like that shoulder doctor did. Like knew that was in my records somewhere. So it's like, God, did you read my my autobiography or what, man? That's creepy. So, damn. And Don, yeah. what do you got coming up? Who who wrote it for you? <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna have Brendan Schaub ghost write my autobiography. Did Don, you ever hear about what he did with uh you ever hear what he did with uh, Matt Hughes, by the way? Don? No, no. So Sean no. McCorkle, Sean McCorkle, Matt Hughes wrote an autobiography, and Sean did a recap of it, right? And he and by he, chapter. Yeah. Chapter by chapter and exaggerated every single thing to the point where it was ridiculous. Put it on MMA Underground and it got like what a million views? It was I, I thought it would be deleted for fighter bashing because I wasn't even in the UFC yet. I just I it was called Made in America and I put Made in America Made Easy. And like the chapter one summary was Matt talks about being a repulsive redheaded twin with his brother Mark and how they were brats and needed their asses whipped um and were disobedient, you know what I mean? And uh, how everyone hated them at school, like, or whatever, like, and so like chapter two, I said something else and people, I came down the next day and I had put a few things in the nest, like that he had mutilated a baby pig to freak someone out on the farm, you know, or whatever. Like he was, he was cutting off their balls. I guess they do it early. They cut their balls off early because pigs replicate or whatever, reproduce real fast. But I said, he slid it open and tortured it and all this and that. I came down the next morning. It was on Yahoo news, like a link to the thing. And had been read 750,000 times. <laughs> Just just on the underground, 750,000 times, I was like, oh, no. Like when I read it, you know, or whatever, because it was like there was a lot in there that hadn't happened. I only did the first three or four <laughs> chapters. There was like 18 chapters, so I just went with it. It's still, if you put, if you put, people still bring it up to me. Like they'll be like, Matt Hughes book review, like when they see me at fights or whatever. And this was like 2003, like they bring it up. And it's, uh, that was, uh, that was how I first got known in MMA. It wasn't from fighting. It was from doing the Matt Hughes book review. Cause I, I changed everything to make it way. Like he said, one of his friends, um, drowned and died and Matt, like they were swimming in his, I made it that it was a, a sewage runoff. They were swimming in. He didn't say that, but I, I said it was. And then he said that God saved him that night. I said, and then Matt said, I don't know why God hated the other kid. 
like that he oh, said okay. that in his book. That he didn't say that. I just put that in the thing. Like I, I, Matt said, he never understood why God hated the other kid and saved him. And so, yeah, it, uh, dude, it caught fire. And I had to choose at that point to either say it was made up or go with it. And I just did the rest of the book, the other 14 chapters, and made it even more outrageous. So it was awesome. Me and him were in an elevator together at my first UFC fight. And I said, hey, how's it going? Like when I walked in and I could see he just stared at me. Well, more at my chest because he's tiny but was uh, staring at me with hate in his eyes, man. I was just like, uh, it was, it was awkward. So. Oh my God. So funny. Dude. I told you when I did a show with him, there's only, only one fifth your, your weight. <laughs> yeah. That's what he, he, someone sent me an email from Militich's camp and said, Matt says he can make two Oh six. If you can make two sixty five, And I said, tell him if he can make five, seven, I can make two sixty five. Because I said, right now I'm three fifteen. I'm not cutting 50 pounds to beat up a midget. You know, like it was a back. good sport though. When I did the UFC, uh, <laughs> UFC gym party or something, Chris's party, he was there with BJ Penn. And I was like, Oh man, I didn't recognize you without BJ's nuts in your mouth. And, <laughs> yeah. and and I was doing like I did like 37 incest jokes, and he wrote me a long ass text saying, "Normally, when people tell me that I have BJ Penn's testicles in my mouth <laughs> and that I fucked my cousin and sister, I would get very upset." However, everyone laughed. Like he was really cool about it. Normally, normally, I mean, how many times does this happen? <laughs> so this is this is. This happens quite, quite frequently now. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I figured out in his book, because I'm good at math, I guess, that he was seven years older than his wife, and he talked about making out with her his freshman year in college. And I was like, wait a minute. If he was a freshman in college, he was 19, which means she was 12. Wow. You know what I mean? Or whatever, because she's seven years older. And I put that in there that her and him and his brother both used to make out with her, which I'm not sure if that was in there or not. I just remember writing that, that they used to take turns making out with her. But I really did realize that he said, had said something that parents were uncomfortable with her being seven years younger. And I was like, wait, but he said he made out with her when he was a freshman in college, which means he was either 18 and she was 11 or he was 19 and 12. Uh, like that's, that seems odd to me. So that was uh, the best was that the Pat Militich and Monty Cox and everybody from that camp loved the book review. Like I thought, I thought I was going to be fighting those people. Like even Tim Sylvia, when the first time I met him, I thought like, he'd be like, Oh, Hey, you can do that to Matt Hughes. He's like, dude, your book review was awesome. I was like, Matt Hughes, <laughs> he is the most hated man in MMA until he, uh, dude, he's the only guy like, like I had him on the podcast. He was so nice recently and he, he's doing really, really well. He's the only guy I've ever like, he got hit by a train I mean, almost it was crazy. And people were like, yeah, but, you know, why was he on the track? I, I, I've i never seen people not like, yeah, but he, I think he tried to commit suicide. Like, like but, but even if he did, like, what kind of what kind of people are these? Like, probably the same people that thought he got tied up by Wiley Coyote and put on the train tracks <laughs> or something like it's so. Dude, if you're going to commit suicide, I don't think you're going to try to, like, jump in front of a train. That seems like a bad way to go about it. Like, it's just, uh, people are stupid. The best was that people thought I was going to make jokes about what happened to him because of the book review. I was like, dude, I don't hate his guts. I just made a, a yeah. book review about him. Like, I don't think it's funny that he's, you know, like, uh, guy's brain damaged. Like, that's not, uh, I don't make fun of Don for being brain damaged, you know? Like, it doesn't. No, I, I couldn't believe a cold. <laughs> That's because you're terrifying me. Anyway, Don, what do you got coming up? Right. I come over and rape your dog. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I had a dog story I could tell you guys. Uh, you <laughs> I'll save it for next week. Don, what do you got coming up? <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to rape. I'm not going to rape the gay one. I'm not going to rape the gay one either. For the no, I had, to, I had to kill the gay one. Not because he was gay, oh, but I it didn't help. So, so my daughter, uh, in the beginning, she wouldn't wipe her butt unless I was Captain Butt Wipe. Like I, I had like a cape and I go, Captain Butt Wipe. So I just, Violet, say that again. Yeah. So I got to go be Captain Butt Wipe. Uh, but listen, you guys. Don't always be Captain Butt Wipe to us, Adam. Don't worry. Thank Somehow you. that's very fitting. Very, <laughs> very fitting. Yes. Yes. Always. I love you guys. Talk to you guys soon. Hey, man. <laughs>